Hi and welcome to the German Fußball Podcast. I'm your host Marcus Fjordov and as always joined by Eintracht Frankfurt's prolific number nine. We also had a number nine score two goals yesterday. He's also a former number nine at Eintracht. We got yeah, Sebastian Allaire. Dad, before I ask you where you are, um, just say two words about Sebastian Allaire because what a story that is. This is why we love football. This is why we love just life life we lie, life yeah we're getting very philosophical very early but ah uh, wow and now like i tweeted yesterday he didn't play until january and um and uh in the interview yesterday he was asked would you be would you think that this would be possible in january he said no no chance and here we are one game away from the bundesliga title surely surely dortmund win it now well, let's talk more about that later. Uh, I think okay, that we okay. should start we want to go back to the where you are. Yeah, okay, yeah no, no, no. About Dortmund winning, but we will start with Sebastian Lehrer. Absolutely. The reason you have that shirt, Marcus, is quite interesting. As you were saying, he was a part of a, a trio up front for Eintracht Frankfurt with Rebic, Jovic, and Alaire. And Alaire was always the, the the two others were kind of more spectacular in terms of they were going for it. There was all or nothing. Sebastian Haller was always the, the, the kind of, he could play as a number 10, number 9, a false 9. And But the reason you have that original shirt, because that is a, not only an original shirt, that is a war by, uh, by Sebastian Haller, was that yeah. he made, I, I made myself a name in German football when I made an Übersteiger, meaning that I was one against one against a goalkeeper. And that, I did a trick that I, I kind of did when I was a kid. And uh, Sebastian Allaire did that. I can't remember the game, but he did it in a game. And after the game, Freddy Bob- Bobic, the then head of sports for Frankfurt, showed him, showed him a YouTube of me doing that. So that was a connection. Bobic is a friend of mine. And he said that. So the last, next game I was there, I went into the dress room, said hello to Sebastian Allaire. That was the first time I saw him. And you know how football is like. Then you 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 kind of struck, say hello, you're friends, you hug. And then I got a shirt. So that is the number one, sh- uh, nine shirts, uh, nine shirts you're having there. As for yesterday, I was, uh, of course, at Manchester City. I did Manchester City's... Uh, trophy lifting with Erling Haaland yesterday. But of course, I had my eyes also on, on the Bundesliga. I followed the game. I was nervous on behalf of all neutral fans because I think everybody who loves German football would like to have another champion, uh, except for the Bayern fans, of course. But as it now develops, it looks like also that uh, Bayern fans want another champion because I think they, they need changes there. Yeah, There's exactly. a, lot of talk, a lot of talking about something will happen. And this is the 30th of May. Uh, we have talked enough on this podcast about uh, Oliver Kahn. But having said that, they go to Augsburg. Augsburg, one, a man sent off. Typical for Dortmund has done to throw it away. And, and you were tweeting as well. Uh, remember what happened against Stuttgart, uh, where they were uh, with, uh, with, with 10 men. Well, they, they were 2-0 they... up with 10 men, I believe. And then... Yeah, 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 two, right. Two, and then 3-2, and then... Um, but yeah, like you said, yesterday, first half, they huffed and puffed, had some chances and never got to it. And it was funny the way the goal came was just a Marlin, a fresh, lively Marlin who crosses it. A poor, def- I don't know what the defenders are trying to do, but a poor clearance, poor touch and out of nothing. And then 
by no means that as a striker, that finish is incredible because the angle he's got at it is by no means, uh, he has no, no means to, to, to score that in the sense that that is a tough angle for Haller to score from and shows his clinical nature. Yeah, it's clinical nature. Also, his instinct. I mean, very technical till player. What what is good about Dortmund? You know, before this game, uh, there was a game between Mainz and and, and Stuttgart. Uh, and if Stuttgart won that game, which they end up winning four one, that meant that for Augsburg, Augsburg not safe yet. So they got a, it's a good home team. So this wasn't difficult. This was a well, you say a dodgy away game for 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 Dortmund, and still coming away with with three nilism is very respectful. And before we we'll go at uh, well, maybe we should just go go straight to to Bayern, Marcus, because that was an extraordinary game too. Yes, Bayern losing three one at home, Dad, to uh, to Arbe Leipzig, two penalties, and Kunku and Schobeschlei, uh scoring the other two. Leimer, who is a Bayern player next season, also with the equalizer. Um, but you alluded to it uh, a min- some minutes earlier, Dad, that maybe this is what Bayern need. They've won it now 10 years in a row, is it? Maybe this is what they need to really um, yeah, spark spark something new. And we've touched upon Oliver Kahn. We've touched upon Hasan Salhamidic, uh, Uli Hoeneß maybe coming back. But it's a, it's a real moment of, of, um, of revelation, I feel for Bayern now, where things need to change, and it probably has had to change for the last few seasons too. Yeah, but they feel they have changed. I remember they took Julian Nagelsmann for a long time project. They took the the youngest, most talented. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Karl-Heinz Rummenigge say he's a very talented coach, and they were discussing that for one week in Germany. Could, could he be talented? Uh, yeah, so they brought him. I mean, they had they've had that generation change. Now they had Salah Hamzic in the sports position. They've had Oliver Kahn taking over the CEO. They've had a new coach, a young coach. So I think at the moment Bayern Munich will be very frustrated. What we need because you can't. Can you have a revolution on a revolution? Uh, but if we do the analysis of their season, they all all the so-called great names they brought in, they haven't succeeded in that. Mane, Cancelo, although he's there, there have been times they've been good. He's only Delict, or more or less played uh, in the starting eleven all the time, and and have made it, the team better. And as you know, uh, I I said quite early that they want to change Oliver Kahn. They they see as an CEO he. He must take the responsibility. That that is the that is the the tough thing, tough thing of being a CEO. So he has to take the responsibility. As for Salahamizic, he's kind of protected. And I mean, people hear just about this in Sopranos and uh, Godfather, but he's protected by Uli Hernes because he's seen as his man. But but you never know what will happen now. Even Marcus, when I was there, I said I guess in the last episode that they're talking about Tuchel. How can how long can he survive? Remember when he took over? They were still in three races. There wasn't a three-horse race. But this was the first weekend as well that Tuchel t- talked about, although I indirectly talked about Nagelsmann. He said, but if everything was good here, why did I then have to change the coach? So you can see now for Tuchel as well, more or less throwing his team under the bus after the game because he said, I can't believe how passive we play. I can't believe that we give our initiative away. And mind you that Leipzig are going there, securing their Champions League position. Marco Rosa got fired in Dortmund and now there is a home 
game away against Mainz, away from them taking the championship. It's just, we, we talk about Allaire and, and how football learn us about these destinies and the, the good story. You have to be bad, then come back to be good, or you have to be, in his case, so out of the game, have his illness with his cancer. We love those kind of stories. But we also kind of love these stories of comebacks. We always love these stories that you always meet twice. And and Marco Rosa, that is the case now. He, he can make Dortmund champions. A Dortmund team that, since last year, they've sold Erling Haaland, uh, who's, who is now making Manchester City champion yesterday at the same time as Salzburg is former club where also Marco Rosa was his coach mm-hmm. won the Austrian league after they turned a game around against Sturmgratz in a in a in a massive decider then at the end of the season so that's why we love football markets that's why we are so enthusiastic about that that's why you instead of using all your fantastic education for USA, still using a <laughs> passion in football, working for, for P and a PFA and doing all your football stuff. That's why we love this game and, oh. and, and we feel privileged to be a part of that. No, absolutely. And um, yeah, it's notable how Marco Rosso was brought in to bring the title to Dortmund and he does so indirectly in his second yeah, good season um, and wasn't given a long time at that. Um, on the note of a revolution... Yes, but then at the same time, you feel like they didn't give that revolution enough time um, with Nagelsmann. Um, but also in the sense that it's a massive risk from a executive board to make such a decision of firing Nagelsmann when you are in all three tournaments. Um, consequently, you end up going out of all three and nor expecting him to win the treble every time, but it's certainly expectation at, at Bayern. To then have the season develop like it does there needs to be accountability and and we've gone on and on on and on about Khan, but these are the decisions that you are defined by as a CEO, as a sporting director. And so inevitably with the season Bayern have now, there will need to be changes and whether you can disagree or agree, whether those are founded or not, but even still that's football. That's the psychological makeup of accountability within football. So, Yes, mines at home for 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 uh for Dortmund, Cologne away for for Bayern, and with this current form, and we said this that like they win they will not win all their games. Cologne away is 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 arguably, you know, as tough of a game you'd say. Um, we also have then the two of them. We also have a relegation fight that in which Hertha Berlin were are down a a very late equalizer from Schlotterbeck for Bochum which keeps their kind of um, hopes alive over the relegation playoff. Schalke, again, late on, being able to hold themselves in there. I think we all would love to see such a big club staying within it. Um, And then you have Stuttgart under Hörnestad. And you might think, why didn't Stuttgart make this appointment earlier with Hörnestad? Because they have looked um, incredible. um, Since he took over, at least from a, from a, from a results standpoint, and then we have Hoffenheim as well, Dad, who who win 4-2 against Union Berlin, who now, between Union Berlin and Freiburg, are fighting for the Champions League spots. Rambling on here, Dad, I'm aware. But any thoughts, reflections on the bottom, the top, in terms of uh, how those things unfold? Anything that sprung to mind? 
No, I think you explained that uh, wisely. Uh, uh, and I think that I, I texted with my friend uh, Alex Rosen, who is uh, at Hoffenheim, of course, relief. They're, they're in there now. They're, they, they know this has been a tough season for them. They were expected to chase for Europe and then they, they found themselves in a dogfight uh, at the bottom. Uh, so, yes, Stuttgart, now good. And then in the beginning of December... Or, or uh, two, three months into next season, he's probably fired, and people will say, "Why did you wait so long to fire Hoeneß?" That's that's how German the carousel is there. Yeah, uh, so that's going to be interesting. Now, of course, in the last round, everybody playing at the same time, which makes it. I know all about that. That's why I'm I'm doing a lot of German things because we were part of that. Uh, and and you know that this 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 is a a fight, and there is like a yes championship is it's about your legacy you will talk about this championship for ages but mind you i have to say bayern still got that bayern thing of decided championship in the last rounds i've i've had a big storytelling about that thing what happened uh, away against hamburger sportsverein at that time when schalke thought they were champions for a few minutes and then they changed it around i've also been saying in the beginning of this thousand or uh, 20 years ago with Leverkusen, the only thing they had to do was to beat Unterhaching, Unterhaching on the gate of, of Munich. They lost 2-0. So is, is the game home against Mainz losing 4-1 to Stuttgart easier than Köln away? Yes. Do, am I 100% where I put all my mortgage, where I put all my house, all my money on Dortmund winning the league? No. Still not, because first of all, this this is the same as, and we'll talk a bit about, about Manchester City when we, we end this pod, Marcus. Um, I'm trying to secretly say where I am. But uh, in a one game, a lot of things can happen. I think that if you play in, in the European Cup, you have home and away, and you kind of can equalize the thing, as you saw with Real Madrid and Manchester City. But there is one game... You can struggle to score, and people can say it's one of those days. You could hit the post. You can, you the keeper, mine's keeper will probably have the game of his life now against Dortmund away because if they lose four five nil, everybody say yeah, we we thought so. And so I th- I, I think I got, I just got a feeling, but I think the feeling is based on ten year torture of seeing Bayern Munich winning every. Championship. Yeah. Why do why do I say torture? That is nothing against Bayern. I just want other teams to win the Bundesliga because that made make the is more worthy, is more competitive, and I, I would like the Bundesliga to be competitive. But I think there is we'll 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 have a podcast after the season when we'll do all the analysis. But I think that we can see that this year, as I said, Dortmund not having uh, Erling Haaland there, still being able to to fight uh, for, for the championship. Uh, you see the points, the number of points. Bayern losing Lewandowski seemed to have hurt them even more. So now, Marcus, I'm, I'm afraid the twists and turns are not over yet. I, I'm so looking forward to... Well, I guess we are in a birthday party on, 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 on Saturday when the last round will be... I think we will use our phone to kind of secretly really? look, look at that. But... I think there will be some twists and turns. The history tells us that. There could be an early lead for Bayern Munich. That could happen. Thomas Müller will probably be hit in the back of his head and is 1-0 against Köln. And Dortmund is struggling. It's 0-0. So, I mean, that's that's all that makes the, the, the tip. So, yeah. but it's fantastic. It's fantastic. No, I mean, we can't underestimate... We can't underestimate the psychological aspect to this. That, and I'm sure Dortmund will have in the back of mind 
you know, I saw the celebrations after the Augsburg after the Augsburg game, celebrating the fans. It's as if they won the title. Now, I, I agree. You should celebrate those moments because that was a game that really was a big potential stumbling block. But the psychological approach going into that game will be tough. Bayern have been there before Dortmund, less so. Um, so yeah, it will be tough, and even for you going into that last game day in that infamous May uh, afternoon. When you guys went up against Leverkusen, no, yes, Leverkusen, right? No, who was nope. it? Nice I'm sorry. When you guys, and they had to get Champions League spots, and you win five-one. Like it yeah. doesn't make sense. No, so, we saved our position, and there was all kind of twists and turns in that one as well. So now, so great. So we do done that analysis. I would just before I'll uh, talk about what I did this weekend. Uh, I would just say that have a look at uh, the second league. That is our. Uh, 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 funny view, uh, Darmstadt, very small city outside Mainz and Frankfurt, up. So there will be a rivalry next year. All the best to them. The last position will be Heidenheim and HSV. They both did what they had to do, win the home game. Now they're playing in Regensburg. Uh, that is Heidenheim and Sandhausen, a Hamburger Sportsverein. Uh, and Hamburger Sportsverein, HSV, they need help. Uh, but both are playing against bottom teams, uh, second, la- la- last, and, and last. So, so we just got a feeling that Hamburger Sportsman, as always, will end up on the relegation battle and they will lose the relegation uh, again. So I'll tell you about my weekend. If I turn around yeah, yeah, here... Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. about to ask. You have to end with this because you were at City yesterday and you are where today? I'm at City again. Uh, coincidentally, uh, there was a, I had a fantastic weekend in terms of... Uh, atmosphere. I first went to Nottingham, uh, did Nottingham Forest against Arsenal, your team Arsenal. There was a last chance they had to put a press, bit pressure on uh, Manchester City and of course it, Forest won. <clears throat> Not very surprisingly because I, I, I had that feeling that and and to be fair, there was a um, it was a, a kind of, uh, I know John Stones is coming here but I'm, not, I'm probably not allowed to film that so this is their home. So, so, so I went there and I saw Nottingham Forest winning and they saved the place. And it was like the atmosphere was unbelievable, Marcus. You should go there someday and see Forest, the singing, the atmosphere. And of course, now save the position in the Premier League. So that was fantastic. And I had a pleasure to uh, interview the owner, the Greek owner of uh, Forest. That, that was like out of thing. a movie, Dad. This guy. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, he just came out of a movie and he hasn't been doing any interviews so I was first doing that that was that was fun I had Steve Cooper there Steve Cooper that I kind of I I I love for him to have success with David Moyes the only one down at the bottom who's not been fired they did well and then on Sunday I went to City uh, and at City I had a dream before the before the game that when they're lifting the trophy they were of course champions before that I want I would give my my former teammate Alfie Haaland together with Erling Haaland uh, and we managed to do that, and it was a it was a great moment. And I think Marcus, as a father and son, we can understand the feeling. Sometimes, for people looking from outside, they're always thinking of the star and and his uh, advisor. But this is a father and son celebrating a father who played for for Manchester City, uh, and they're ending up. Then the first thing he did was he, we ran over and we did the interview. He took his medal and put it over his dad's head. He offered him a, a, a champagne. And it was just a, a great, great party. And he's very bounded to his family, Alling. Uh, he's very bound to his team, uh, the team around him. And they are, they are very close. They had their closest friend over. He had his two sisters, the younger sisters. 
uh, were mascots. Uh, the two elder siblings, I think it's siblings, isn't it, English? Saying a sibling, they were there. Uh, Astor, as you know, and Gabriella, they were all there. They were on the podium celebrating that. And I got that feeling how fantastic this will be for a family. And, and, I, and I guess this is a moment in life. It's a moment in life that, that, you have to, that you have to cherish. Because, yes, they can win the treble. They can win the FA Cup final. They can win in Istanbul. And then it's perfect. But the day yesterday, they had that yesterday. And they, they celebrated. And, uh, and, and, yes, so um, it was a great day. Absolutely, yeah. in all, in all kind of terms. Very it was special. special to see. It was a it was a great interview, Dad, and I say that as objectively as I can. It was because it also touches upon something vital that is uh, that these players are uh, humans with families and and what have you. And he's from this little place called Brina, and uh, and for him to win a title where his dad used to play and he used to support is special. A weekend, yeah, and I think, yeah, yeah a weekend I think, filled I think, with great stories, Dad. Yeah, it was yeah, good point. That is that is the week. Uh, that is a good observation of, of the whole weekend because I think I guess that's what is in the end of the season uh, that you see teams going down. You don't want them to go down. Leeds losing at West Ham. Everton saved themselves uh, a great point at the end there. Last game, Leeds. That was my childhood heroes uh, playing Spurs at home. They will probably win that, but it may be not be enough. Uh, saying if if Everton beats Bournemouth at home and as we're speaking uh, Leicester has not played in Newcastle uh, which they are doing tonight so I, I don't know how quick you will do this but probably most people will, will listen to this then so we'll end it here Marcus because what I'm doing today is that quite coincidentally there is um, we as a uh, Premier League right holders via play that is we get these 10 minutes slots with with players and uh, i have alec Haaland, which is which is quite interesting this is the second time i've been here i do i like this 10 minute spots eh, i love you know i'm i'm i like to tell a story i like to walk with them in the forest and who and talk about life and, and everything i love but you you have to do that sometimes and uh, i was here for the weekend so i'm so i'm doing this 10 minute <coughs> sit down with Ellie. And the day after, this is going to be the day after interview because I have to ask him about that silk pyjama he was wearing uh, at the party last night. So I think I'm going to start with that question. I <laughs> will see how he's, develop, uh, how he's, who he's answering. Uh, Marcus, we've been at some great training um, facilities uh, together and you've been in your capacity at PFA and this is one of the greatest. So, so it's a nice uh, one. It's yeah, it's a, it's a nice place that, that uh, venue and for, uh, yeah, for currently the best team in the world, there's no doubt about it. So uh, I will, I will get around to those Nottingham Forest interviews after a while, after the disappointment has, has gone away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for that, but Arsenal, I, that was interesting because you, when you do the interviews with Arteta there at the end, you somehow have to find the right words, and I, I just wanted to jump over the disappointment and come over to the an analysis of the of the season. And I said something about there is a timing. Timing is everything when you talk about things. But I will start by by congratulate you on a very good season, and uh, that I think that got to be for Liverpool, uh, for uh, for Arsenal uh, because. Arsenal, remember, is fighting maybe against the best team in the world. Now they have to prove that Manchester City, when they, they play the Champions League final against Inter, uh, Inter, you know, Italians, uh, Martinez in there, they got some, they got some funny character in that team that could beat Manchester City on the day. But as I said yesterday, Marcus, uh, when you win the Premier League, you're 
you are you're a champion. But if you win the treble, if you win the Champions League, you're a legend. So I think that is uh, the players what I can see now coming in for job a bit later, I guess, at Manchester City. So I put myself in the reception and and see um, and see what's going on when we are four four channels for people who uh, understand the system. We have four channels. We have ten minutes each. Bang 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 bang. Uh, and then someone will tie me and start doing this when I'm I'm too long. So uh, I'm familiar. So, <laughs> yeah, you know that. So I uh, the, the challenge is not to be stressed. That you you just calm down and yeah. you have your you have your thing. And uh, I, I've tied myself. I will I will share the interview in two. I will start with his on the field and his relation to Pep, and then I'll talk more about the silk pajamas and and what what a player like he. That you say he is a twenty-two-year-old guy from Brune who uh, fulfill his dream, and um, on that, Marcus, I think that I have to go in. Uh, yes, go and, please go in. We have you have uh, from from Bundesliga to Premier League and and what have you. It's uh, yes, and there is certainly the connection with Holland and Dortmund. So without further ado, Dad, get back and we will share this interview, and then we'll be ready uh, when we're back for our next episode to see who will be crowned champion, who's going down, who's in the relegation playoff to meet, more than likely, Hamburg Sports Friends. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>